fired up. Fourth down and goal from the nine. 17 seconds to go. The play clock at three. Shotgun snap. Car throws nice. into traffic. Nice. Interception. Nice. Jermaine Pratt Woo! has the football. Yeah. Coffin now. Bam, bam, bam. How about that? It ends on a turnover. Joe Burrow takes the snap. He takes a knee. And after 31 years, yeah. the drought is over. <laughs> and guess what? The Joe Burrow era is just beginning. Welcome back. It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. I am Aaron Smith, as always, joined by my homies, Jeff Howell, who's a little under the weather. I'm not sure he's even sitting on anything, as he apparently partied his entire ass off this weekend. And Ed, self-proclaimed best producer in the city, Mayhall. That's me. Jeff, tell us about your weekend, man. Um, it was a whirlwind of things. Um, my kids were all in a wedding, like three hours away, two and a half hours away. But my oldest had his playoff game. His football playoff game was Saturday morning. Did not go well. Uh, but we we stayed for that, and then we had to leave directly from there to drive down to the wedding, and I could literally pull into the Airbnb, throw him in the shower get him in his wedding stuff and then head over to the wedding for my niece. Uh, yeah, it was a nice wedding and it was a good time at the, uh, at the reception. They had a sign that said the drinks are on us. The hangovers on you. And it was, was true. It's now Tuesday evening and you're still feeling the weekend. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 36. I don't, I don't drink or party like I used to. And so when I when I get out there and bust a move on the dance floor and have some beverages, it uh, and then then real the real world comes back real quick Monday morning, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just on top of that I'm a little under the weather, so like it's it just has slowed my my roll for the last one, few days. One foot in the grave, apparently. Something like Ed, that. Ed, how was your weekend? Soccer uh, tournament. Well, no soccer tournament. To- Last weekend, did, did you not? Did he not say last week that he had a soccer tournament in Indiana? Yeah, he did. This coming up weekend. Uh, you can't just keep saying this coming up weekend. It's, I this, don't believe you. We can go back and listen to the tape. I have receipts. Um, but because yeah. I actually listened to last week's show this morning, so I actually know what I said. Um, but uh, uh, Bryce had his last game. They won, so they had an undefeated season. And uh, this weekend we had to. Uh, Indiana for a soccer tournament where apparently points matter. Well, just want to let you guys know, I will be at UCF this weekend for Uh-oh. the game. That should be fun. In the bounce house. Heading down to the bounce house. I'll be in the, in the press box. Oh, but, uh, that's probably the first thing that's going to collapse at that place. Yeah, I mean, probably. We'll be on, we'll be on top of everybody else though. So it's fine. Fair. Um, way of looking at it. But I did want to bring up. It is right around Halloween, one week oh, yeah. before, one week before Halloween, and I have a new baby, as you both know. 
we have a baby monitor that is not even Wi-Fi capable. But I had this text exchange yesterday during the show when we were recording the BBP. Did you shush Brennix through the monitor? Oh, God. I said, what? No. And I got the sick face emoji. I said, I'm in the basement where I record. She said, I was taking a shower and heard her cry. Bathroom door open. I was trying to quickly dry off and I heard a shh, shh. I assumed it was you. My whole body goosebumps when I went to the bedroom and nobody was there. Was it one of the boys? They weren't here. Okay. All right. So your your house is haunted is what you're trying to tell me right now. And so we should call those ghost hunter guys. I said, and, uh, fuck that's, out. I said, fuck, that's terrifying. Is it coming through the monitor? She said, no, it sounded like someone was in the bedroom. I said, I don't like that. And then I ran upstairs to make sure that everything was okay. But that's weird. Uh, congrats to Geoff Inman, who is who's has forced himself as a friend of the show. Well played, sir. Um, he got married this weekend, this past weekend. So oh, congrats, congratulations, Geoff! Congratulations. congratulations. Uh, but that was insulted that was us just, first. That was just weird. I don't know if you guys believe in ghosts or have had interactions that you've questioned, um, but that was just something that I dealt with. There will be lots of those with children. Yeah, where's that? They'll say weird stuff, things about like seeing people and animals and things happening. It's gonna weird you out. That's great. I yeah. had trouble sleeping. Do you have a um? Do you have a camera on the baby monitor? We do, but again, it's no not or anything. Not Wi-Fi capable, and it's uh, we didn't have the monitor on. Like it oh. wasn't. Oh, I guess it doesn't record. Okay, I guess. she was right across the hall from our bedroom in the bed. Anyway. That's that's awesome. I don't believe in ghosts. Well, okay, I kind of believe in ghosts, but I don't want to believe in ghosts because it just scares the shit out of me. Like that, I could just wake up one night and some glowing eyes could be staring at me at the end of the bed and not. <laughs> what what if they're not like the way they're depicted? What if it's not a like a, a see through like glowing eyes? Just a human who yeah, just yeah, it's just like a person. It could just be a human yes, back into absolutely. the, into the, it's into the it's, ether. It's the same reason why I can't sleep with one leg off the bed because somebody will will grab it from underneath the bed, even though I you can't get underneath my bed. Somebody will still grab it. I don't I don't sleep with one leg off the bed because it's wildly uncomfortable. What's wrong with you? Sometimes it's comfortable. It's not comfortable at all. It's very guys can't very odd that you would think. All right, let's talk thing. sports. I wasn't ready for that. Just go ahead. 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 <laughs> Ed. I'm afraid of hitting this thing because I, Steven's dog. Um, we got everybody who who puts stuff in, in the message boards about the sound effects. I kind of want to. I kind of want to ditch the sound effects. Geoff, I did want to clarify by by when I say you, you forced yourself as a friend, you just elbowed your way into a seat at the table, and we appreciate that. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals defeat the Atlanta Falcons, 35 to 17. This was the game I felt like we could talk about the most as it was, to me, the most interesting game of the weekend. I know that I shit all over Joe Burrow a couple weeks ago and said he was terrible. I think we all did. I stand by that at the time. He's back. I said said that after his little 19-yard touchdown scramble, that something was different. It's different. Yeah, it's different. 
No. Joe Burrow's back. He had what was his what was his halftime? Do you have his halftime stats anywhere by chance? I want to say it was like 350 yards at halftime. It was obscene. See, it was it was ridiculous. In any yeah, case, I think he only had. I think he had only missed two passes at that point. Yeah, it was. Something I, I thought like he was that. close. To, I thought he was definitely it was like twenty-one for twenty-three yards. or something. Uh, he finishes point. finishes thirty-four of forty-two, four hundred eighty-one yards, eleven point five average per pass, uh, three touchdowns, three sacks, and the sacks didn't even bother me because yeah. the offensive line played very well. I saw a crazy stat that they that. In the last, like, since week three or week four on, like, they've only been credited with, like, eight sacks, like 1.6 sacks a game. Something Super crazy strange, like that. considering that that's how long the preseason would have been to get them all on the same page. Odd. Weird. It's odd. I apologize. Um, I can't figure out how to get this uh, the divide by half, so I don't have that information for you. Okay. There. In any case, uh, it, it was it was obscene what he had by halftime. Uh Tyler Boyd, eight catches, 155 yards, one touchdown. Jamar Chase, eight catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. T. Higgins was made fun of because he couldn't get there. Five catches, 93 yards. These guys are clicking. And and that's Hayden Hurst even, six catches, 48 yards. For a tight end, we'd all be happy to get almost five points out of a tight end. How big big of a slap in the face to the old Falcons – was the final play of the game well before the kneel down to Hayden Hurst the <laughs> one that the one that sealed it where he's he get, went in motion and then got under center and drew them off and then is a Ted Karras stands back with the big Tiger Woods fist pump <laughs> and like pointing at him and then he's like yes sir <laughs> like I mean that's a perfect time to call that play I loved it it was I'm glad excellent did. play calling yeah. I, I like to see I, I like to think in my head anyway that Zach Taylor is just ceded all, all calling power to the rest of the committee because it's it's looked different. I don't think anyone will contest that since the Ravens game, it's looked very different. And I like what I'm seeing. They, they're firing in all cylinders. Um, I saw Stephen A. Smith put the Bengals in his top five um, as far as power rankings go. Um, a lot of people very high on the Bengals now. Um this is what you want to see out of this team because this offense, especially with the reconstructed line that we all believed in, we just had no, we hadn't seen what was supposed to be out of all these dudes because they hadn't gelled yet. I think they're, I think they're getting there. Uh, I think I said it last week. I'd like to see him play a, a full game. Although the end of the first half was they gave up 10 points in what, like three minutes or something like that. I'll just call that a fluke. Um, but I think both both sides, like you said, offense and defense stepped up this week. I also liked that they let Ted Karras call the play, call one of the plays at the end of the game. Well, he said I, that he had seen some things that would open up the field for the script of the first play and said that he saw this bomb happening. Sure enough, it happened. I don't oh, think apparently he got, he, was a, I don't think he got a call. I don't think he got a call the play as much as he got to look at what the opening set of plays were and which one was going to hit for a touchdown. Same thing. I'm glad he had, to, he had the ability to do that. Like they gave him the uh, the wherewithal to do that. Well, he was also a special guest at the quarterbacks meeting, meeting on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but I, I think that shows a lot of faith in your offensive line. I think oh, that absolutely. I think that Tyler Boyd needed a game like this to show, hey, I'm still here. Still on the team. Yeah. Um, it was. I don't know. You can't. You can't continue to go to. Well, I guess you can if you're going to have the patience or the, the deep ball to open up for Jamar Chase. But the, I, I feel like they're scheming things different for him to get open. And when you're throwing the ball to Tyler Boyd and when have, and having success and throwing the ball to T. Higgins and having success and throwing the ball to Hayden Hurst and having success, success. even rushing the ball with Mixon, he had, I think, 17 carries for 58 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, for an average of four, which isn't great, but he had some chunk runs. Like this team, when firing like this, is going to be gravy. Defense still has not given up a second half touchdown. First time, I believe. I, so I there's only been three teams since 1970. And the first time that it's happened this far into the season since the 2000 Ravens. That's bananas. That's wild. They hey, they they pride themselves. I mean, that is like the epitome of the bend don't break defense. Uh, Fafale uh, has been Tufale, whatever. Tufale, Tufale, sure. Min, Mini Pecco. Uh, he's been fantastic. Uh, yes. Can you <laughs> him? Can we get DJ Reader back, please? Well, who are you? Move, I, I guess I just. Offers a rotational piece for BJ Hill and Reader at that point. That's I mean, not a bad thing to, to get them. I mean, we've seen how well rotating people in has kept the Cincinnati Bearcats defensive line fresh. Sure. Yeah. Um, but Trey Hendrickson got another sack this week. Then, I, then was these guys are hitting, we, man. They thought, I guess, oh, they what they thought he was like victim to the uh, the new like we saw you stumble spotter but in fact he had a stinger correct he did it, what a relief that was when reported today that it was just a stinger and that it, it seems like it's a pretty like minor stinger that he should be ready to go hubbard gets himself another sack though joseph osai is that his first sack of the season uh it's the first sack of his career career I believe. On, on, well, because he was on out all the, year last year. On the sickest spin move I've seen a defensive lineman ever do. Maybe in at least well, his stripes. Edge, you yeah, I mean that was that was a sick spin move. After a game like that, where does this team need to continue to improve? Well, we're going to keep talking about the defense. I can't. I don't think we can overlook uh, Britt. Cam Taylor Britt. Cam yeah, Taylor Cam Britt. Taylor Britt. Are you saying because he went in there and um, they keep okay? So they keep saying that like it was part of the game plan to like get him some reps. He said he wasn't. He said that he, he didn't expect to be in that long. He had basically twice as many reps as uh, Eli Apple, who got absolutely roasted on that touchdown catch. And on Twitter after the game, which is going to happen because he he runs his mouth. He does. He's a big talker. 
he does seem to be able to at least take it whenever uh when it gets thrown back his way um but is this are you buying the fact that they were just trying to get cam taylor Britt some uh some reps or do you really think that that was a flat benching of eli apple that's now trying to be sugar-coated a little bit here's what i'm wondering is how close cam taylor Britt was to winning the job before week one before he got injured to begin with yeah. because i don't based on what lou was talking about earlier this season when he was hesitant to even get dexton hill reps because he didn't want to throw the guys off their rhythm hey he said he's not a he doesn't rotate guys there's a reason they're starters and there's a reason they play. So I think there's a reason that Cam Taylor Britt played. And I think that reason is it's a brand new year. We're not going to. How much stronger is this team if Cam Taylor Britt is better than Eli Apple and Eli Apple is now coming off your bench as your fourth corner? Uh, I agree. He was a Super Bowl starter. <laughs> and. He's I mean, a guy when you look at when you look at his grades, like if you look at like the way he's graded and like the stats, whatever that he's put up, like throw out anything that you believe via the eye test. Eli Apple's one of the better corners in the league. Mm-hmm. When you, if you want to put in your eye test, like you can say that he's got some flaws, but if you're gonna have him come off the bench and Cam Taylor Britt is gonna be more effective than what you've already had it's interesting on a on a def- I mean, on a defense that hasn't given up a second half touchdown exactly I mean, why not i mean i'm not going to complain bates isn't going to be here that. next year so let's get the guys some reps now let's get them in there and get yeah, them into the system i don't see a world where bates is back next year either okay well then you got xo who you know we've seen him do some decent things he's, he's certainly done some decent things uh I did want to address this comment. This team needs to step on the other team's start when they get up big. They let Atlanta hang around far too long. Didn't burn them, but could against a better team. And that's from well, Jason Salins. We they could have stepped on the throat if they wouldn't let those last those those ten touchdowns. Ten touchdowns. Those ten, ten points. T- ten. Yeah, I know, right? Each touchdown's worth a point now, guys. It's a new rule that we just put out there. Um, right before the half. I mean, it, it could have been a much nastier game. It's also really hard when you're up that much to just continue to grind as if you weren't. Um, I I did ask where they can get better. That's fair. Um, But, and I don't disagree. It's just hard to continue to tell your guys to go out and motor at a hundred percent when you're up. What was it? What was the score at halftime? 35 to 35 to 10. it It was 28, 17 at the half. Okay. And then they came out and scored. The Bengals came out and scored. Immediately. And the Falcons didn't score a point in the second half. So defensively, they did get, they did step on their throats. But I, I understand where he's coming from as far as like wanting to keep the the foot on the old gas pedal. And you also, you know, in, a, in a game like that, you, you don't tend to see a team do much more than run the ball to try and just grind the clock. And I would say, but they, I would say they were still, I mean, they were still throwing passes and that kind of, I mean, they, they were, were still, because obviously, I mean, the the run game wasn't like super effective. It wasn't. I mean, it, it was effective where it needed to be. 
And there's um, been I some, did like to see the under center QB sneaks. There's been some rumblings apparently about Joe Mixon uh, not being happy with his role in the team. I don't know how much I'm reading into any of that. As yeah, I don't know. Been a captain, charioting this team when, even when Joe was injured and you're peeling ass was, with aunt, <laughs> uncle. I mean, well, what did he end up with? 90, 91 total yards between a receiving and, and rushing and a touchdown. Like, like what? What more do you think he would, you know, want? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was that that was as much like as big of a team win across the board. Like you didn't say any, like twenty touches for Joe. I mean, like that's... a lot. A lot of the a lot of the games you can sit there and, and say like, oh man, it's a good thing they had a defense. They really kept them in the game. Like they really were. You know, that yep. was the the shining star. Like really, the only thing from this game that I I think can draw the big question mark, and it's one that we've kind of tossed around since the preseason. It ha- has to do with our punter. Yep. Yep. And Drew Chrisman is still with the team on the practice squad. Still blasting 70-yard punts. Like I- Four games on the practice squad. I agree, though, uh, Greg. I think the Bengals should take the ball first every game here on out. If you win the toss, take the ball. Score. Score first. Yeah. They've got the dudes now, and here's another thing. This just popped into my head, so I have to say it because how I am. Does anybody throw a better back shoulder ball than Joe? Joe Burrow? No, not after week one. No, I mean week like, one. I'm not sure he was throwing to anybody's shoulders. Yeah, well, I mean we can yeah. we'll skip that. But like <laughs> that, those uh, week one doesn't count, guys. Yeah, like I'm I'm skipping that. preseason that like, game. It was preseason. What's up, Crip Keeper? What's up, Crip Keeper? Uh, so, I, I the, the ball. Who, let's see. He threw one to, to Boyd that was sick. He threw one to Chase that Chase then turned into a touchdown. Like well, um, caught it at the goal line. The, then, well, the... The, then there was then there was that one that 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 one I I kind of credit more as like over over the shoulder. It was. I, I mean, I mean the. I mean those the, little like stop routes down the sideline where, like he's just where, where, so like where Chase stops and comes back to the ball where, he, where and he's just it, so like, connected down here. He, if you haven't watched the quarterback, Jason said if you haven't watched the quarterback school breakdown of this game with Burrow. Watch it; it's about thirty minutes, but it's so good. A lot of talk about the back shoulder throws. I will have to watch that. I, I just um, think that I just think, and, and a lot of that. Okay, so that that seventy five. The touchdown, Greg, to Chase over the shoulder was one of the best passes was, was nuts ever in Bengals history. I mean, it was just nuts. And, and then, I mean, and obviously, like you have to like the other half of that is the catch, but um, so like as far as like those back shoulder throws go, like I would say, and, and granted, like I I didn't play quarterback. I I played like one year of football. I just really like football, but I would say that like. Probably seventy five percent of that is your quarterback's ability to put the ball there with enough zip and that kind of thing, and then the the connection and like just the 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 mental link, the mind link between him and Chase and boy, like to be able to, I feel like to be able to have that connection with each of these receivers 
is just unreal. Like normally you see, and obviously everybody's going to say yes, Burrow and Chase, right? Like those are the guys. But yeah. I, I feel like he he is just so in tune, and likewise the receivers with what they're thinking, what what's going to happen, like the way the play is going to develop. And it's a thing of beauty when it's clicking like it was on Sunday. I guess I I just I think that makes me more frustrated with what happened at the beginning of the season, right? It does. Because now we've seen what this team looks like, and you cannot tell me that this team right now, after this week, isn't a better team than the team that we put out to play for a Super Bowl. We've upgraded on the entire offensive line. We've upgraded it tight end. I think the the trio of Higgins, Boyd, and Chase are, are playing better than they did last year. Burrow, I, I don't know what happened in the playoffs, but Burrow is playing out of his mind right now. So I don't know. I just I want to continue to... I want to continue to see this version of the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't want to see a regression. And I, I know that after you play a damn near perfect game like that, it's very difficult to continue to replicate that week in and week out. But I believe I, Greg, Greg, are you referring Greg asked if he threw it over two defenders? Are you referring to the ball to chase? Yes, he did throw the, that over two defenders. Yes. I mean, it, there was the, the only person that could make a play on that ball was, was Chase. Jamar Chase, and it was and literally it his hands just went straight up in the ball in stride. There. I mean, yep. it's whew. uh, Jason says the offensive game plan was excellent this week, too. If you watch a bunch of these chunk plays over the middle, we're putting defenders in conflict, creating two on ones, keep Burrow upright and look out. Well, and I think that's the difference, though, between taking the ball first versus taking versus deferring if you take the ball first you get to run that script and you get to run it without any pressure of did the other team score and with this defense like and, and i i kind of like go back and forth like with this defense it's like one of those things like do you trust your defense to get that stop at the beginning of the game you, and, you did that this week without then, without arguably two of your top well how where, where do you want to what are you going to rank reader and logan wilson if all are healthy. Logan Wilson is the quarterback of the defense. I don't know that he there's gets the green on this, sticker. I don't know that there's anyone on this defense better than him. But I mean, it's hard not to put Wuzier, to put Hilton, uh, to put Hendrickson, Hubbard in that conversation. Well, what's what's pretty scary of uh, the fact? Okay, so like Reader, obviously he's been out. Yes, but now you're missing Logan Wilson. Right. And I don't I don't want to say that it was like we weren't, but it was like we weren't missing Logan. I mean, we had <laughs> we had dudes that came in and stepped up and you're missing Gunter. Well, and I think that that's the difference between this this year's version of your Cincinnati Bengals and last year's version of your Cincinnati Bengals is when anybody was missing, there was a steeper drop off than there seems to be this year as most of your rookies aren't being forced into position to have to play, have to start. Um, Akeem Davis Gaither has been playing very well. Um, Jermaine Pratt has been playing very well. 
Hubbard had been a rotational piece prior to this season, and he does not seem to be quite that anymore. Um, and we, you, you brought him up earlier. Uh, Tufile has been. I think he was a waiver wire claim. He was so, a waiver wire claim. Like, and and that dude, uh, uh, Marcus Bailey. Can we talk dude. about? Can we talk about that? He made one play on um, Marcus Mariota, where he caught him from behind, mm-hmm. and he caught the. Um, at the end of the first half on the punt, he caught him from behind. I don't know who their punt returner is. So again, this, I think that a lot of this goes back to what we have praised Zach Taylor on, on this pod, on this podcast, which is you have built one hell of a culture here in Cincinnati. You have constructed an incredible locker room of personalities where you have so many leaders at this point. And that's one thing that Zach's talked about in his draft prep is he wants to get guys who were captains in college. He mm-hmm. wants to get guys who were exuding leadership on the field and off the field. And when you start to culminate those types of personalities in your locker room, this is what happens. It's been insane to watch this team go from own own two, right? Yes. To to currently standing at four and three, and yet feel like we're six and one. Well, what did we what did we say? I mean, let's go back. Like when we were zero and two, coming off that that game, and we discussed here like we've got we've got to get the minimum that you want to be going into the bye week after the first nine games is six and three. Mm-hmm. And then they get, they fight their way back to, to three and three. Uh, and Joe Burrow says these next three games are really going to define the season. And so now they're sitting at four and three. Very real chance. I mean, they, They've got to go into the dog pound on Monday night. On Monday night, on Halloween. I don't love that. We, what? How are we on Halloween games? How are we in prime time? It's prime time. Well, but you know what? I, this, I, is, I, this is this is prime time Joe. Prime time Joe feels a little different than prime time Dalton, or really prime time anything else. Speaking I mean, of the, Dalton, have you guys seen that video? Of Dalton. Where he, where he, when he's where he all upset. Pick, oh he threw the pick six. He just, uh, the dude's diving in the background. Fantastic. I laughed so hard. But you have, you have the Browns, you have the Panthers, and you have that rematch with the Steelers coming after the bye week. Like, are you really as worried about the, or like, I don't even want to say worried, but like, are you, like, are you really even, I mean, who are the Steelers really? Well, they beat us. They're once. two and five, and we are one. And I realize they beat us once, and I uh, will never yeah, take the Steelers lightly. It, oh, it was. I, I get that. It's a divisional. It's a divisional. I, I get all that. They're not good. No, but they have beat us. Now the Browns are coming off of for a four-game losing streak. 
one that was Started taken off. from them last week. Was that one that was taken from them last week with that phantom offside skull? Yeah, that's a little, but you're gonna have that. You know? Yeah, the human element. Don't put yourself in the situations <laughs> where the ref can ruin it for you. It's a human element. What do we got? We got a. Uh, Greg says the Browns have a good defensive line. Also, it's gonna be a great test. Is sounds looking like he's going to play. Are you referring to Lyle? Lyle. I know that they, I think that he had, he has like. That out yesterday, I think. But he has like built in rest days during the week. I, th- I think that was part of his the contract negotiations. <laughs> he really, like he really does. Like they, he, uh, the injury report last week, he was listed one day as like, a, it was like a non-injury off day or something. He's like, nah, I, I need that extra bathtub. That, that extra not, ice tub day. Like a non-injury rest day. Like, um. I think it was Tony Pike was like talking about him on uh, the show going into the game. Like, you know, he talked about how I was listening to it on the radio on my way back from from Kentucky. But um, he was talking about how, like, after the Saints game, Lyle Collins was telling you how great how great a game he played, and you know, is he going to back it up? I, I thought, I mean, he had there were a couple plays where I was like scratching my head at some things that happened to him on the field, like. One, it appeared he was attempting to do some sort of like reverse like block with his back instead of using his hands to block a guy. It was strange. Um, he got spun around is what happened. Um, and there was one where he totally whiffed. But outside of that, I thought, I mean, the, the O-line has played well uh, and significantly better than what we were used to last year. So, I, I mean, now... After after their preseason games have been uh, played during the regular season, yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's certainly interesting what's what's going on with with Lyle Collins, but I, I don't put until I see something in an injury report or something on Twitter that there's something to be worried about. I'm not concerned about this offensive line. No, and Joe's been doing a lot more of like. Joe things. Did his right? video come out yet? For he was mic'd up this weekend. No, they did. They, uh, a so little bit. Early, that comes out. It comes out usually on Wednesday, like the full the full video. But they did release like the like the fifteen, a, like the snippet. Yeah, the fifteen second thing. Like he ate a bug on the field. Yeah, he's like walking out on the field, and all of a sudden he's like, he's like, man, I ate a bug. That was gross. Like everybody's like scared at him, and then, and then I think coming into the end of the first half, maybe they're like the the officials asking him if he was going to kneel, and he's like, "No, nah, we're playing football." <laughs> the officials he like, was oh, walking right. off the field with McPherson and said, that, "Sorry, buddy, no yeah, oh, no uh, field goals today." Yeah, that was the other thing. So this is the first game in McPherson's career that he hasn't attempted a field goal. He hasn't had to save us with a field goal. He got the extra points. He still got some leg work. There's there's plenty of opportunity for extra points. Okay, Jason says that uh, I guess in reference to Lyle Collins, it looked like his ankle. They showed his ankle taped up during the game, seemed to limit his mobility a bit. Which that's not not a good thing. You got a, also a bad back. That would also potentially explain why you didn't run the ball a ton. Yeah. If, if you got a, a left tackle who's struggling to move, but. I don't know, man. It was it was a fun game to watch. It was one where you never 
really panicked. Would have been would have been fun to see them go up a little bit more on Atlanta and potentially see yes. Ritter get some snaps there uh, in his homecoming of sorts. Obviously, him being from Louisville, Kentucky, they don't have a team there. I would think that this is about as close to a homecoming as he's going to get. But yeah. I mean, he'll get his shot. I think. I mean, look, here's the thing, like, Atlanta, like uh, we said, Marcus Mariota threw the ball 13 times. When they get down, like they were down to the Bengals, it is very, very difficult for a team to come back when you rely so heavily on the run. Right. You can't, you know, you can't stop the clock. I mean, you're just, you're milking the clock on your own when you, so. Yeah. And they don't, they just, I don't know. Like, I didn't even know Drake London was on the field. Um, he was, it looks like he had, he had one reception for nine yards. Kyle Pitts, three receptions for nine yards. Like, and then they had the one big touchdown. Uh, Demir Bird had a 70, the 75 yard touchdown catch. So, yeah, you end up with 124 <laughs> yards passing. How about them not really involving Drake London or Kyle Pitts? Their... I I don't. When you throw the ball thirteen times, how can you involve anybody really? Right? You can't. I I don't understand the mindset going on in because it's not minus... the first time. It's not the first time that Marcus in in two weeks. Marcus, I think, has thrown the ball. I don't think he's thrown the ball he thirty it, times he, in two weeks. He hasn't. He threw it. Um, I think it was it was thirteen or fourteen times last week as well. Yeah, that's so strange. I mean, it's a it's a very weird. Okay, so let's do this. Take out Demir Bird's seventy five yard touchdown catch mm-hmm. where Eli Apple got roasted, mm-hmm. which was hit, by the way Demir Bird's only catch of the game, and they threw, only reception they, of the they, season is they, what they, Greg they, says in the chat. Okay, his only reception of the season. By the way, there we go. <laughs> Falcons threw for 49 yards. Without that? Without that. Without that I, play. No NFL team should be doing that. Not in the year 2022. And they rushed as a team for 107. That's horrendous offensive production. But like when you look this at Marcus three Mariota. This right? yeah. Going into this game, this this, this team yeah. is 3-3. Three and three. Correct. Now stands Correct. at 3-4. and four. I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, Marcus Mariota had a 118 QB rating because he was 8 of 13 and for a, with a touchdown, no interception. Like, you're not even going to throw an interception when you're going to throw the ball 14 times. Not really. And for 49 yards, so you're not even really throwing it downfield. I mean, you had the the one big one, obviously, like... You have to add that in as 120. Unless you're yards. me trying to play all pro on without sliders on Madden, and then you throw seven interceptions on 25 throws and wonder why the hell this game's built this way. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. I was surprised to see, I guess, Samaj P. Ryan only had like one one carry and two receptions. But he didn't really factor into the game much. Uh, those are my happier days. Really? I still hold the Super Bowl against him, even if he couldn't actually get to that ball. Even if he needed go-go gadget arms, to get he to sure that. did. I mean that 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 play blowing up is far more on the offensive line. All, all I remember 
walking away from that game is how mad I was at Samaji P. Ryan. And it's just lived and just brewed in me ever since. Because the because the TV it's angle. It's not even it his like, fault. Yeah, the, yeah. the TV angle made it seem like it fell at his feet and he was like, Oh it's irrational, and I'm very aware that it's irrational because again, it wasn't even his fault. Super aware. But I'm I just I'm ready to move on from all things Samaj P. Ryan. All right. That's fair. Either okay. of you have, I'm okay admitting that. Either of you have any more takeaways from Bengals Falcons? Well, again, next we have the Browns and just previewing that up. Before we roll into that. Who's their quarterback right now? Good question. I am not going to lie. I was actually just <laughs> clicking through to see who who we were going to. I mean, I guess it's what, uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett? Is it still uh, Jacoby Brissett? I don't know. They they currently have four quarterbacks listed on their roster. So, <laughs> well, let's see who got the Brissette, who got Dobbs, who got the loss last Mond, week, and then obviously Deshaun Watson. Um, it appears that against the Ravens, it was Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. So I, I would imagine twenty two for twenty seven, two hundred fifty eight yards. Better than Marcus Mariota. Um. It's it's like that Wolverine gif, Geoff. It's like that Wolverine gif where it's just me looking at Geo Bernard in the picture frame. I mean the 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 Browns do have wish.com Evan McPherson and Cade York. He's a rookie to kick the ball. Oh uh, Jared McCarty brings up the flyover at Paycor. Yes. Was it was it wasn't the F fives, right? It was two uh, F5s. People said they didn't even uh, hear them until they were passed. Well, until they were video, like, yeah. So I've seen some videos of it, and it did look outrageously low. I think what Greg said, he was there as well. So maybe maybe he, I don't know. I think uh, our friend uh, Christina was there too, wasn't she? I saw her talking about it. I think she has season tickets. Okay. So, I mean that, like, some the, from the videos that I've seen, and from like what people were saying, like that the flyover was um, outrageously Super cool, Super low, and really cool. Um. So I mean, is there anything that like from the the Browns that like you're looking at? Like, we gotta, we have to stop that the run, the run. Because I think you can stop Jacoby Brissett. I'm not concerned about Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, F-17s is what Greg, Greg was told. I'm, I'm not a plain person, so nah, I don't like... even... I just know that they're not really flying Tomcats anymore. So Brissett was twenty two to twenty seven for two fifty eight. No touchdown passes. He was sacked five times. I'm curious to see if Kareem Hunt is dealt before next week. Kareem Hunt only had five carries. For I also four yards. I also don't know if Jerome Ford was injured or if they have simply just moved to Donovan Peoples Jones as the punt returner. But Jerome Ford has been. Uh, Mentioned as an excellent punt returner uh, going into uh, week last week, he was written 
by the athletic as an honorable mention for through six weeks or through five weeks, whatever it was as a, an honorable mention for the punt returner behind only one other person. I can't remember who that was off the top of my head. Cause I didn't care. Um, they do not but, have him listed as a, on the injury report. Okay. Uh, he was placed on injured reserve on Tuesday, October 4th for an ankle. Jerome. Jerome Ford. That sucks. Where do you see that? On the injury report. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm on pro football reference and I don't see him on the injury report. I apologize. Uh, in any case. Uh, oh, he's on the injury reserve. That's why. I had to click another button. That's on me. That's full circle. That's on me. Well done. Um, also surprised the Jets didn't end up trading for Kareem Hunt because I think that that might have worked out better than James Robinson. But if you're looking at contractually, James Robinson makes more sense as I believe he is only 24 years old. I don't want to talk about the Jets running back situation because. Look, it came up in the chat. I'm just saying uh, because I brought up Kareem Hunt. Oh. If he gets moved, we don't. Right. He's, he's apparently on the trading block. He's and, also on my fantasy team. <laughs> and then he went. He was he was on the way to a big game, and then he, and then that happened, and yeah, and I literally also had Michael Carter and no dropped one, him. No one cares about your fantasy team. I do, and guess what? I'm a third of the show. All right, so no one listening. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. He went away now. Um, but in any case, we'll see what happens with Cream Hunt. As, as again, I think that that is where you have to be concerned is the run game. Nick Chubb is a dog, and that's that's pretty much the only person I'm worried about. Miles My, Garrett, obviously on on the other side of the ball. injury. He will play. He played last week. I mean, he was in a car accident, walked away to tell the story, and Fair. it was just like, here, fellas, how fast was he going when he was in a car accident? What even happened with that? Well, he, he was going there really was a fast. deer. A deer popped out from him. It wasn't speed. It was deer. A deer. There are plenty of those up there in that Great Lake area. And then you've got, uh, they're missing Njoku. He's week to week. Um, tight end. And you're, in, is, uh, huh? and you're in the doghouse where anything can happen. On Halloween, prime time, Monday night, like there's a lot two, of, there's a lot two of orange two orange teams playing on Halloween. Tell me that ain't a coincidence. I don't know what the do you think they I don't know, can they go they can't go orange jersey? What, no, they they already they, announced they're wearing orange no. helmets, white jerseys, black pants. Hmm. I I would imagine because they're away. I would imagine that the Browns are probably rocking the orange jerseys, brown pants. Like gross pumpkin throw up orange that they got. I still don't understand how they have both a a pixie elf and a dog as mascots for a color <laughs> slash last name. Somehow, somehow they have like whatever. That's what it is. So I don't know. I'm I'm not. 
I'm not super scared of this game, I guess, especially after watching what happened this week. Like I the last two weeks. After I'm watching the last right. two weeks. It's a ton, it's a ton of momentum to build on. And you have to start stacking these wins, especially if you want to get back to the promised land so that people who are weirdos in their bedrooms stop making weirdo creepy videos. If you're confused about what I'm talking about, follow the Bangalorean and he's been retweeting creepy videos of this this guy that makes me very uncomfortable who calls himself the puppet master or something. I don't know. It's very awkward. Very good. That's a good that's a good point right there. Chubb is going to get his limit the damage there. Forster set to throw the ball. Yeah, I think I think I think if you're if I'm Cleveland's head coach, I'm going to make sure that Chubb gets the ball in his hands 25 to 30 times and see if this defense can actually break because I don't think they've been. Well, I mean, I I think that challenged by a guy of his caliber in the run game yet. I mean, obviously they've already said that Reader's not going to come back off the um off the the injured reserve quite yet. I think he's eligible to, but he's not coming off uh, this week. Uh, but having like Tufele come up and, and play the way that he has, like he's he's been plugging that hole. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I'm really that worried about Chubb. I don't know, but uh, what's going to suck is having to record a BBP right after coming home from UCF where I'm going to have to talk about what I did down in Orlando and not paying attention to the game as I'm going to be paying attention to the game. That's a rough day. And pass out candy at the same time. Uh, You don't have to do that when you live out in the middle of nowhere and have four acres of nothing but green around you. If you just turn your porch lights off, you don't have to hang candy out. I'm actually thinking about setting up the projector and the projector screen in the front yard while I pass out candy. And how late? How late are you passing out candy? What time's the game start? Like 830? 8.30? Oh, you're right. It's like into Sunday oh, BBP. There we go. And I'll be home in time for that because my flight gets back at 1115 Sunday after or morning. Won't be producing, though, your show, Jeff. Defeat SMU twenty nine to twenty seven. Weird game. Weird game. Jeff, did you watch any of the game? I didn't. I was traveling. I listened to the radio call in and out on seven hundred all the way down the uh, in and out through the mountains all the way down. Yeah, it was. It was not uh, like ideal. No, and it didn't didn't really keep my attention. If we're being honest, it was it was a game that was just like waiting to be over. I think that's the general sentiment from anyone who was there, including SMU's fans who were there for homecoming, and apparently anyone who was there just sat on the hill. Yeah, it didn't look like there was many fans in the stands at sure all. Didn't. Yeah, just fraternities and sororities sitting on the hill, avoiding the sun. In the shade, under the 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 big screen at the game. I missed the beginning of it. Did did the horse poop? The horse did not poop. Oh, good. But they did show clips of the horse pooping against Navy. That too. I still don't understand why you can't just roll out a, a tarp. 
Like they a, usually put this little the team, the team, the team colored tarp. I mean, be far easier cleanup with a quick spray down than a guy running out there with the two cups. Two cups. Yeah. Huh. Missed that part. Not? Yeah, that's how it was cleaned up. Using one cup to scoop it into the other cup. They make things for that, but that's fine. Uh, I would agree with Two Greg cups, one horse. Listening to RG3 was a little rough. Uh, I only And I only got to watch the last last quarter, I think. I, oh, RG3 didn't rough. bother me, I guess. I just think that I'm so I did see over... a lot of complaints about, about him on, on the Twitters, but they... I've know. heard worse announcing. I think it's just because people know who RG3 is. And I think that his... Uh, the other guy who was with him was worse than RG three. <laughs> well, I guess I, I didn't. I didn't get a watch. That was it. the joke I was going for. And, what once, you... it, and once it was over, I thought to myself, "I'm not going to go back and watch that one." Well, and we're never going to have to go back to SMU again. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati wins by the skin of their teeth, as they did stop the two point conversion after SMU scored a very late touchdown to nearly tie the game on the drive where there was the phantom pass interference that was terrible horrendous terrible I I, like i saw the clip of it pop up on twitter like i, I specifically because like dan horde was beside himself because it was stupid uh, like <laughs> he's he's just like he's like i i don't know what else he's like I really don't think there's any way that uh, they could call. It. He's like, there's a flag on the field, and I really don't know why. Like, a, something must have happened somewhere I didn't see. And he's like, he's like, I mean, he just stepped, he just stepped in front of him, uh, made a play on the ball, and uh, and picked it off pretty clean. And then it was like, um, nope, they are in fact calling him for Pastor Mary. <laughs> and it was like, what? Speaking of which, listening to Dan and on the ride home on Sunday. Before I got to watch the game, he, he had like zero voice left. The dude's a trooper, though. Like he 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 hits those games up and doesn't complain. I uh, appreciate John, Dan Horde. John writes in the in the chat here. I uh, wish we had Ivan Pace another year for the Big Twelve season. So fun to watch. Uh, he is eligible. He's got several years. COVID of year. Really, he, like is, COVID he is and... eligible at least with the COVID year. Uh, but if he continues to play at the level that he's playing. And stops making the boneheaded after the after the play plays. Uh, there's no reason that somebody isn't going to take a flyer on him on Sundays. Um, personal fouls. Let's yeah. Uh, penalty, penalties in general. Fourteen for one twenty-eight. Are we the most penalized show, team uh, in the league? We've been year? we've been the most penalized. We were last year too. Yeah. So yeah. I think for a minute this year, for a few games, Houston was above us. In penalties, yeah. but I mean, we're back to you know, like 14 for 128. And I'm well, all about like, I know that Luke's addressed it, like, he understands that, like, there's going to be the, the aggressive way that they coach and the aggressive way that the guys play. There are going to be some penalties that are going to be called. Some of them, from what it sounded like on the radio, I obviously didn't get to see them, sounded a bit boneheaded. If you let me put on my tinfoil hat for a moment uh you could say that 
Cincinnati's getting plenty of penalty calls. Houston as well. Because we're leaving. Because we're never going to be in this so, dog shit conference ever again. That's what PMT mentioned uh, when they had Luke Vickle on before the season started. Because he talked about who's the most penalized uh, team last year. And he's like, I don't see it uh, you know, loosening up this year as we're leaving. That said, last night we also talked to Ryan Royer about it, and he said that they're aware. They've tried to do things uh, in practices to try and clean up the penalties. At some point, you just wonder what it's going to take to get guys to, you know, not do silly things like uh, when Mulaney got the illegal hands to the face um, on defense or when you're tackling a guy four yards out of bounds after a play. and then even after that, ripping a helmet off. Um, there, there's just weird things. Where, or Ivan Pace, Ivan Pace had two personal fouls. I mean, he at one point like slapped a guy in the face when the, he had already tackled him. Like you don't have to do that stuff. Um, so it's just strange. I mean, outside of those, Ivan Pace did have nine nine total tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, a pass defense, a quarterback hurry. Like I mean, he's just. Continuing he's, to do what he does, what he's builds up the year. stat sheet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like one of those things. Like maybe I'll like maybe those things. Like I'll, I'll take. He's the epitome of the aggressive type player, right? Like I think it's mm-hmm. pretty easy to to look at and say. Um, you just hope. I mean, I'll go back to say it again. I didn't see it, so like, but they were. It, a couple pretty close together that were uh, what the, the personal fouls that maybe maybe back off on some of that stuff like the to, the, to, the four to five yards out of bounds kind of tackling that kind of thing. To answer Greg's question, do you bench him for a series a quarter? I don't. If I'm the head coach, I'm not going to bench anybody during the game unless it's something egregious. Get yourself thrown out. Like if you're gonna do stupid stuff like that, get yourself thrown out. Get recognized by the by the conference that you've been making stupid plays. Get yourself thrown out of the game, and you'll be suspended. At least I think the first what if you get kicked out of a game, I think you have to at least sit out a quarter of the next game. Um, if it's at the end of a game, anyway. Um, you'll also run into the fact that refs are going to start to know that you do stupid shit after the play. Start looking at. They'll start looking for it. Uh, there's not a ton of conference refs. I, there's probably a rotation of what, like, twenty of them or so. Maybe, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, again, if it's me, I wait until I break down the film, and if it's just staring at you, um, you know, again, kind of going back to what Ryan said last night. Coach isn't one to call people out during team meetings and what have you he just addresses it to the group as a whole i don't know that you're going to necessarily see a change in the way that luke fickle handles himself and starting to call guys out by name in front of his peers and all of that i and, I and a guy, see and a guy that like, kind of a change a guy like i have a pace like i i don't know that you want to like put that leash on him he he like well, and coach you likes to, to, you, you want to talk likes, to him maybe a little bit, but like that, that, that aggressive, that just like. He likes next. to keep things loose on, on the sidelines. And if you start to have to worry about, is coach going to pull me if I do something dumb? Because let's be real. We've seen this out of Ivan throughout the season. It's not been 
once yeah. or twice. It's been an ongoing thing. We've even seen some of it with Deshaun at times. So maybe it's just a pace thing where they like to, to just toe the line, like see how close they can get to the line without hopping all the way over. But I mean, I don't think you're going to see us say anything along the lines of like, we're okay with 14 penalties for what was. No, 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 no. Like we're not like that. We're not taking up for it in that fashion. Um, just trying to figure need, out where things need to be cleaned up. You don't. We you also realize... want to change your entire coaching philosophy Correct. just because you've had some. You want the. You want the aggression play. The, right. The the penalty the the false start penalties. I don't consider aggressive penalties. The may maybe one or two offside penalties where you where you got some guys that are you know trying to to jump the snap count that kind of thing. Like, do you? you kind of take those a little easier than you do the too many men on the field or the, uh, right. you know, the false starts, the legal shifts, the, those kinds of things. Greg, uh, Ed and I are both from Coleraine township. Even if we went to Northwest. Yeah. We went to Northwest. So that's, that's not us. <laughs> that's not us. Coleraine boys. Uh, Kenny asked a question that maybe you can answer Aaron. Cause I, we didn't. Did you see the tackle on Kiner helmet to helmet non-call on the fourth and one that turned the game? I did not. I saw a video of it afterwards. What were your thoughts on it, Ed? Because I uh, it was definitely helmet to helmet, but I mean, it was kind of it was kind of at an angle where I feel like if I was if I was an official on the field, I probably would have saw I would have saw it. Like it was it was only that camera just got the right angle to get in there. So, I mean, that kind of stuff happens all the time in a game. Okay, I, I, I don't know. In in any case, the Bearcats. Did win the game. Luke Fickle becomes the winningest coach in history. They put out a tearjerker of a video oh. today. Um, I, how about the video though in the locker room afterwards when uh, when uh, AD I can't I can't think of his name right now. John Cunningham was all hyped up to give out that 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 commemorative ball. It was something that Coach addressed in the press conference where he said that uh, he actually had to step back from being disappointed in the way that they won that game have a reality check by how excited the guys in the locker room were for him to become the winning his coach. And he said every now and then, you know, the 18 to 22 year olds do teach the old man a little something about life. And you know, he did have to talk about last year, not to get caught up in the disappointment of how you won um, because that was an ongoing theme for last year. So it was, it was kind of cool to see him kind of dial back to that. Um, but I think you could see in that video when, like, you know, he, he's got the ball and he, he kind of made his little thing and he's like, you know, the only thing that matters is the next one. And then they go into the chant. Yeah, the little chant they've got, which I don't. Uh, I, I want to bring that up, though. UCF is next. And UCF is, is they, they got blown out by ECU in Greenville this week. Yo. But yeah. UCF will also. Hang up 72 points on you. So which UCF are we going to see this weekend when Cincinnati travels to the bounce house, especially coming after a loss to ECU? They're back home. Cincinnati is not a nipper to face a strange Gus Malzahn-led team with John Rice Plumley. I don't know what's going to happen here. We have some high school football. Is Tyler Scott going to be back? 
uh, he was at practice today. Coach said that he he's hoping that he is at 100% come Saturday. That's promising. It is promising. I don't, I just, know, what, uh, I don't yeah. know what the answer is on right. Jabari, Jabari Taylor. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a decent hit on your yeah. defensive line. I mean, um, the thing is, is you like John Rice Plumley is like he he can throw the ball. He obviously, I think, yes, he's leading their like their leading rusher on their team as well. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's it's pretty obvious there what needs to happen. Make them Jeff. Do not advocate taking out John Rice Plumley. <laughs> That's funny. It's obvious what I'm needs just... to happen. He left it so ominous. Well, I was gonna finish it, and then you went. <laughs> then you went right into turning me into like some mafia hitman. You are the the guy yeah. advocating a lead pipe to the knee. Get <laughs> out of here! Right. Come on. <laughs> like, Dang. Sorry, Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, um, I mean, just you. You got to make them one dimensional, like. You're gonna have to decide, like, which way you want him to have to beat you, and take the other thing away. Yeah, you want them to have to throw the ball. Yeah, I am not. I'm not afraid of John Rice Plumley throwing the ball, especially when I want this team to start to generate more turnovers, much like Hicks did in this game, yeah. until he was called for pass interference. I mean, you just spy like. Obviously, I'm not a, a a football genius here, but I I tell Ivan Pace like wherever he is moving his person, that's where your person needs to be, it's and like, you need like, to meet him with with utter violence. Just wherever he goes, you choose are his violence. Shadow. Choose violence, Ivan Pace. Again, stop advocating the lead pipe. I mean, my goodness, we don't want him injured <laughs> on purpose. That's a great spot to end that on. Well Thanks, done. Ed. You're well done. You're very Ed, well. Ed, it's it's now your your time to shine. Tell us about what happened to FC Mid Cincinnati. I don't think it's like, why we got called Mid Cincinnati. I mean, again, they made they made the playoffs. They won their first playoff game, but unfortunately, in the second playoff game against the Philadelphia Union, they came up short, one to nothing. Um, the first half was a really great, like back to back, like it was a really great match. To be honest with you, like I, I was really entertained by the first half. I did ahead, watch Jeff. it. I did watch it. I well, how did you feel about the first half? I, I mean, I wasn't sure what was really going to happen with it because it's soccer is one of those things. Like when you're watching it, it's it's because like okay, so in football, you're watching football, like you know, like these guys are you know they're on offense, like right. they are attempting to go this the soccer because it flips back and forth so quickly between like you know. For like three, four minutes, you you've got guys on one end of the of, of the uh, the pitch. I believe it's called Ed. Yes, it is. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, looking for yeah, a, a, a cent a centering a centering pass and somebody coming across the middle or and jumping up in the air. I don't know how they put so much like I don't know, power behind a head ball, but you know they do. And wild. So like I, I feel like it's always it's a, it is a it is one of those things where like when it's down there, things are happening like. Your like stomach's kind of up in your throat a little bit, and then when 
uh, Philadelphia finally broke through. Because like I thought, I, I really did think that FC actually outplayed them like the majority of the game. Did. Um, and uh, Philadelphia's goalkeeper, like, you know, hats off. Like, and I, I tweeted it out. Hell of a goalkeeper. I, I don't tweet a lot of FC stuff out. Um, I don't tweet a lot of soccer stuff out in general. Uh, but I did feel that because we are a sports podcast for Cincinnati, uh, even though we don't cover them uh, in a favorable light outside of Ed for most of the season, uh, that they deserved in the second round of the playoffs for me to, uh, to at least give it a fair shake. Um, it was, I mean, it was fun to watch, but then, you know, like once they go down by a goal, then you're like, man, like this is going to be a struggle and a fight to get, get back into it. And yeah, soccer is like that. When once, once the first team scores, it's just kind of like one of those situations where you're like, I, I, is it over now? Is the the next 50 minutes going to be just back and forth? Why is, does he, does he want to talk? Okay. He's okay. shaking his head. One yes. Yes, sir. I'm really starting to think Aaron just doesn't want me to contribute to the show. Why's that? I, this is about the seventh time I've sent you an email without a link. I just usually notice that I didn't send it without a link. And Did you send me an email that didn't have anything in it? <laughs> it was a blank email. <laughs> Aaron, are you, After last you... week, he didn't send me the link at all. He didn't, he used he didn't Gmail? It's fine. Gmail warned you, hey, there's nothing in your email, and you just went ahead and clicked that's okay. And it's not, so not, not from your phone. Anyhow, I would not use Ivan Pace to spy. Oh. No? No. You disagree. I disagree. Okay. Ivan Pace's job is playing downhill, attacking, being aggressive, having him sit in space and read the quarterback. I, I think is doing a disservice to like okay. what he's best at. So I Fair. would use Jaheim Thomas or I would use Will Huber. Um, I'm not against spying him. I just, just think with the way Ivan personnel plays, selection. With, with the way Ivan Pace plays up the field, you're going to have much better chance of Ivan Pace getting to John Rice Plumley downhill. You could, even potentially spy with Deshaun Pace if Ivan's flushing him out. Yeah, I don't know enough about the way UCF uses their tight ends and backs. So that that the sniper or dollar now that it's called is generally going to be who is defending the tight end or or backs out of the backfield. Um, if that's something that UCF is using a lot. If you send that guy, you're kind of throwing off the the way the defense is designed. Um, so I I thought that way, Aaron, initially, but I just don't know that like it fits, you know, the way that that they're going to design the defense because I don't know enough about like how UCF really uses their tight ends in the passing game. Well, if, if um, Coach Luke Fickle has had this game circled with red, sure, I, I, then you're going to see some things, exotic things that you have not sure. yet seen. I'm not saying they won't. I'm saying I don't know enough about yeah. how they use the strong side to have an opinion on whether the center spot is a good call. What I am saying is 
I think you're if you're using Ivan Pace like stationary, I think that is a disservice to how Ivan Pace is best. Um, it, like downhill, attack the gaps, find a way to you know get your, your snake through the line of scrimmage and make plays in the backfield. If he's hesitating, I don't know that I love that. Is is just what I wanted to like have. That's all. Sure. But you know, I know you guys don't really want me, so <laughs> go ahead and take me out, Ed. Chad, you're welcome. You're welcome to this show anytime. If I have not according to, to Aaron. Well, oh he doesn't let me on the on the. If, if the best producer in the city would do his job, he could send the link to you when he sends it to the rest of us. Uh, do you want me to start sending it to Chad as well? Because I never got direction to do that. We'll, we'll do this in the post game. Okay. Well, Aaron clearly person. just is good with me not being part of this show. Got a lot so. going on between the hours of seven and nine on Tuesday. Me, me too, Aaron. Me like too. What? <laughs> Unreal. We'll go back to talk to FC Cincinnati. Yeah, yep. go ahead. Finish your FC talk. All I'm gonna say is um yeah, no, you, you better luck up, next year. No, stop. You you brought it up, Jeff. Um, you they did dominate the whole game, but the Philadelphia Union's goalie, I mean, hats off to that guy. He was making some amazing stops and some amazing, amazing plays in the ball. So Listen, I mean he 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 probably like probably three of those were legitimate goal opportunities goals. That, yeah. that he yeah, I mean they weren't so, like trickling back there kind of thing. The rest of that team, if I see him in Washington Park, I'm fighting the hell out of him. But that goalie, I'll, I'll let I'll buy him a beer. I'll buy him a beer. Uh, why would their team? Why would their team just be meandering through Washington Park? There's usually, and then like, are they are they all gonna like are they all Especially... gonna start walking at you and snapping in unison like this? And then the and then you're just gonna you're just gonna stand there, ready to go, Ed. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. And, like, the, and their there. goalie, they, their goalie's coming at you, and you're like, no, but the, you. But you music hall will be to my back because it's gonna make it super cinematic. You, um, you've, you've painted something from West Side Story, whereas Ed's painted something from Rambo. Uh, <laughs> right, strapped, very handy on. Awesome. I got some but, eye black. Yeah, I, I will. You know, give some props to FC Cincinnati as they've uh, managed to do something that the Reds haven't done um, in in quite some time. I'm actually going. Okay, I'll, I'll wait for a little bit to talk about my Reds thoughts. Okay. Well, anyways, um, it was a great season for FC Cincinnati. I hope they can really build on this next year. I think we finally have a coach in place um, that's going to take us somewhere. And I think uh, so. Alan Cruz is gone today. I saw that. Is he? But uh, I don't know who he is. I just saw that he's a member of FC and he's gone. I, I forgot who he was. Aaron and I've been talking about him back in the day. But... Okay, fair. And oh, explosion. he's a soccer player. <laughs> And Ed's wrestling minute. Oh, we were talking about the wrestling minute too? Hold on, suppress the button. Oh, I didn't. I don't have it. Okay. okay. People have to back me up when I'm pressing these buttons. All right, if you're ready. All right. Your time starts now. All right. So I did watch a little bit of last week's uh, fight here, in, or I guess show here in cincinnati um but i don't have much to talk about on that i have a lot to talk about on the dark match lord crew versus matt hardy he shout out by the way to lord crew for getting a uh a match against a, a guy who used to be a legend like like for matt being hardy. chad's brother 
also for being Chad's brother. Um, so here's some of my thoughts. Um, who are these goons that came out with Matt Hardy? They're kind of annoying. Why do they get to commentate the match? Uh, crew is much bigger than Hardy, although it looks like Matt Hardy's out of shape lately. Uh, Hardy does not look like the high flyer that he used to be. Uh, crew is handling him very well. Like he was, he had some good body body shots in in the in the corner of the ropes. Uh, I thought that was pretty awesome. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the match was over, and I don't know how it ended that quickly, but it did. Um, and then I, my initial thought was they needed to give him more of a shot because like he does have the look of like a WWF superstar or a, an AEW superstar. Like he has that big guy, burly kind of look, and I think he from the three or four matches that I've seen of his, I think he, he deserves more of a shot. Um, uh, what are some other notes I had? So who are these dudes? Do they like, own Hardy? Um, I, I didn't understand what the whole situation was there. These guys like apparently have a contract and Matt Hardy can't do anything unless they hold the contract. What a downfall uh, Matt Hardy has had, by the way. Uh, last Tuesday in Cincinnati, John Moxley had a hell of a match with Adam Page. Unfortunately, towards the end of the match, uh, there was a mishap in a move, and it did knock Page out. He did go to UC Medical um, for concussion evaluation, and from what I hear, he's doing all right. Um, and it also seems like, by all accounts, CM Punk is out of AEW. Uh, they're trying to, what I hear, negotiate a buyout of his contract. Also announced this week, Pat McAfee will be returning to WWE SmackDown in January. I assume that is because... Uh, game day will be over by then. I gave you extra time because it was something to do with Chad's brother, but it took you two minutes and ten seconds. Well, good. You deserve to have two minutes and ten while. seconds, especially when you you only it, had like ten lines to read. I can see. I, your I like I like your you line lost. that said, "Crew is handling him handily." <laughs> As I was reading that, I was like, "Nope, that's not how that should be written." But I like. I I like how he didn't say handily, but instead said he was handling him handily. Yeah. Ah, I see that. Yes. Handily with no I in that. And handily. I was typing quickly, guys. I was typing brand. It's so on brand. We lost lost two listeners. It's actually funny. So one of the, (laughs) one of the dads from the soccer team uh, wrote me this morning uh, and said, Hey, I listened to a new podcast this morning. Great job. Really enjoyed the show. And I was like, Hey, appreciate you listening. He said, by the way, um, you got to work on the grammar. Shocker. So I responded, words are hard. Yeah, turn that up a little bit, Jeff. All right. It is the lightning round. I think you're up, Ed. Nobody else has anything in here? I, I put a There's other All things right. in there, Ed, but you're number. Have you guys seen the video of Katy Perry in <laughs> Vegas looking like a robot? I've seen the video. Yes. Aaron's a big conspiracy theorist. Aaron, do you think there are? We talked earlier about ghosts. Do you believe that there are robots walking among us? There are aliens everywhere. I said robots. I said aliens. There. You hit the buzzer. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Congrats, oh, Billy. Who's that? It's me again. That's you again. Uh, <laughs> Disguise. Uh, congratulations to Philadelphia. Uh, congratulations to Cassianos. Um, I'm going to be pulling for Philly. How about you guys? I would agree with that. Good. I'm glad somebody could agree with something. Next buzzer. 
Yes, it's me again. Um, shout out to John Calipari. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the tweet. It was um, very cool. It's very cool. I, I, I am. I do not. I despise UK basketball, and I despise John Calipari. But I think this gesture was uh, on point. Uh, apparently, a uh, father who works in the coal mines met his wife and uh, son uh, at the game for the is it the blue and white game. Um, and somebody captured a picture of it. He's in his full coal mine outfit has you know dirt all over his face and everything but he was there for his son i think as three fathers here uh we would both we would all three do the same thing for our kids and um john calipari offered him tickets vip tickets um to a game and him and his son get to come enjoy the game which i thought was uh super cool may uh he put the tweet out and said like hey you know does anybody know who this guy is because from my understanding and the story that ed just told and uh, they obviously the power of the internet tracks folks down very quickly. Sure uh, does. And, and once they got a hold of him, uh, there was a follow up story today that they have spoken and haven't um, figured out which which game it's going to be. Uh, but they're they did like I guess lay out whatever the VIP experience is going to entail for that family, uh, for that father and his son, and and uh, probably obviously some friends and and such uh, for a, a future basketball game, which is pretty cool. Great job by UK. Ellie De La Cruz has been tearing it up in the winter leagues. Um, eight games, 33 plate appearances, 28 at bats, six runs, 11 hits, three doubles, a triple, nine RBIs, three stolen bases, four walks, only eight strikeouts. The dude is a monster, and this this is not even showing his uh, updated home run, which I believe happened tonight. Um, just he's a monster, an absolute monster that I cannot wait for him to don the Yankees pinstripes, the wishbones. Oh. Stop it. Stop it. They're not good. The Yankees get out of here. I appreciate that, Jeff. Uh, Two Bearcats were drafted into the G League, and I believe there's a third on our G League roster now, uh, as Mamadou Diara and Keith Williams were drafted into the G League in the recent G League draft, which I had no idea was even happening until since the Bearcats Hoops Twitter page put out uh, the congratulations on both of those guys being drafted. I did not expect Mamadou to be playing professionally here in the States. Okay. You, Jeff? I didn't do that. It wasn't I, me. I answer here. I think Chad <laughs> I answer here. Um, fair enough. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Gary Clark was the uh, the the other one on on the roster outside of those guys. Uh, Tari Eason got a Nike deal this week as another former Bearcat. Uh, what might have been? What his coach been? told him he wouldn't he, even make it in the NBA. He threw some shade. Uh, in his little little, he had like a selfie video thing that he put out, and it's like you know my coach told me I wasn't even gonna make the NBA. And wow! Look, look at look me at now. now. Look yep. at me now. Yeah. Speaking of which, I uh, have started trying to bid on Tari Easton uh, trading cards. Well, Easton probably Eason. saw it Easton, or you'll never find cards. <laughs> oh, we got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? 
Go ahead, Aaron. All right. Uh, Bearcats in the NFL. These dudes are lighting it up. Kobe Bryant, Sauce, Travis Kelsey. I mean, week in and week out, if you are not watching around the NFL for what is going on with the former Bearcats, it's been amazing. It makes it a lot of fun. It makes yes, it a lot of this, fun. This is the most the fun I've games. This is the most fun I've had watching other games since I started doing fantasy football. When I saw the Jets were on TV the other day, I I, I watched it. I would never do that. Like without having all these bear, uh, Bearcats in the NFL, I wouldn't watch anything but the, the Bengals. This is so much fun. And Sauce is certainly already getting the the veteran look of I'm gonna look away from that little handhold, that little this there and the other, and I'm okay with it. If it's not called, it never happened. If it's not called, it's not a penalty. Ed, are you watching the Kelsey Brothers podcast? I've been listening to it, and I've been catching right. the clips that come online. Yeah. Uh, it's every Wednesday, well, it, it uploads during Wednesday, Tuesday Wednesday. night into Wednesday yeah. morning, so I usually listen to it in the shower on Wednesday morning. Is it your most favorite yeah. listen outside of Pat McAfee at this point? I would I would probably have to say so. Those guys are so entertaining together. It is easily my favorite listen of anything. I mean, like as so, far as like it is the story so about good. the helmet just being lost after after the game, and then just somebody so posted on Twitter that them with the helmet on in the bar. I saw that, and Kelsey responded like, "This is the greatest thing." So Chad asked Luke about it in the presser today, and Luke's like, "Oh, did he?" We need ambassadors. This is not like we can't do this by ourselves. We're going to need guys that were Bearcats to help us out. And if this is one of the ways that we can be helped out, especially as one of their segments is now going to be Bearcats in the NFL, this is only going to help out. Is it, is it, is it going to be hashtag Bearcats in the NFL? Got, we got a... We got timestamps and receipts showing that you. <laughs> I didn't start it. I didn't start Bearcats in the NFL. I've already gone on record saying this, but I did not start it. I simply adapted it. All right, that's Ampl- fair. Amplified it. So what we do need to do is Dude, send. Uh, there was a story that they told about like competing against each other in in sports, like in their backyard. Have you heard this clip that they put I, out? Well, I heard where they ended up fighting, and, and yes, they were playing, playing basketball. And, and uh, Jason's like, you know, you were doing that stupid, like, hook shot. And <laughs> Travis is like, Kareem. Kareem. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, then they ran in the house. And, like, <laughs> Travis was at the fridge. And Jason walked in and punched him. Squ- he's like, you hit me right here. It hurt so bad. And then I guess, like, they started into a full fist fight. And then their dad grabbed Jason and pulled him off. And Travis tackled on top of both of them, and the only thing that stopped them my was ribs. their dad. Like my ribs, no, like, we <laughs> broke dad. <laughs> right, that the, the, the skyline, was like. the uh, the tailgating, the tailgating talk that they had the other day. They uh, they discussed like what their first tailgating experience was, and Travis said that you know he when he was in Philadelphia, nobody knew who he was, uh, and he was able to like tailgate with the Celics and and have a good time. And then they went to like Cincinnati tailgating because jason said that was the first time he ever got a tailgate was at a, a uc game for travis and he's like uh travis like yo them cincinnati guys like they they tailgate like they tailgate for high school football like, <laughs> muni, like muni muni league football it's like they they do it all and then jason's Mac, like, said, jason was like anything too. he's like anything that cincinnati folks can get together and eat skyline chili 
they'll you know they'll do McAfee it. said the same thing when he was at the uh, was it Saint X versus Lasalle? God, white helmet. When he was at the Saint X versus Lasalle game or whatever, he's like, "We're sitting here in a Catholic school's park." Ed, you have to respect. <laughs> you have to respect the buzzer, Ed. White helmets. Each for for the uh, for UC. How do we oh, feel about muted. white helmets? They don't bother me. It's whatever. I mean, it's they're helmets for God's sake. Like, I love them. Let your play do the talking. Ed, do you you have any like? Are you like averse to the white helmets? We'll never know. I guess we won't. That's Ed. Cincinnati Reds. What about and the Philadelphia Phillies? The Phillies won eighty-seven games this year. They did. And they're heading to the World Series. They are. The Reds won 83 games last year. They did. And blew it all up. They did. Got rid said, of we're just going to align our payroll and resources and this, that, and the other. And you've got people online who are rightfully like, hey, we could have picked up a few dudes and won 87 games. I love the people who are comparing the, the stats of guys who've gone other places yeah. to what may have been here in, like, oh, they would have been terrible here, so that the, wouldn't the, work. Maybe the friendliest home run hitting park in all of baseball. My my problem is, you like the same way that you can't say, like, oh, if they would have spent a little bit of money, uh, they could have won 87 games or 90 games this year, like, you know, added a few more and, and done just as well or better. You, in the same breath, say your reasoning for that is because the guys that were starters here that were traded away didn't have crazy good seasons this year. It doesn't work that way. The problem being make the it Reds, make sense. The Reds ownership fully sold out the fans and said, where are you gonna go? And fans went elsewhere because there was nobody at Reds games this year. Well, now they're trying to make season ticket holders pay for an experience that's usually free um at Reds Fest this year. Yeah, that'll go over like a fart in church. What is that, Ed? You can add that as your next part of the lightning round. It just said um, they're charging people to go to like. No, they're not charged. It's like a, a season ticket holder experience, like something that Reds Fest that only season ticket holders got to do. Now they're charging them to do whatever that that thing was. I don't. I don't remember exactly what it was. I have to go find the tweet. But it was probably it's probably there was a there was an area for season ticket holders where you could go the, and like do like a questionnaire, line. like a like a smaller questionnaire oh, okay. area, and then like a. They, made no money this year are you even interested in no, going to that's the sad thing is they that's the sad thing is they probably did make money aaron unreal on those dollar no, i don't want to go i don't have any interest in going to reds fest since they took away the the cheap locker room collected hats oh they're still there you're training like a damn bum you know that bum a bum you are a bum you're a bum, and that's all you'll ever be, a bum. Well, that hurts, man. I want to read a stat line to you fellas, and I want you to tell me if this stat line is any good, because I think it's horrendous. The career stats now in, uh, I'm not even sure how many games, it's not many, four maybe? 771 yards, two touchdowns, seven picks. 
Say that again. 771 yards in four games. Two touchdowns. Seven picks. It's awful. It's not good at all. But a caveat. Does this player have normal or undersized hands? Well, good question. He's been, good he's question. been compared to Joe Burrow yeah. preseason. Oh, Get out of here. Kenny Pickett, bum of the week. Mm. He's terrible. Terrible. 87 terrible. for 127. Not my quarterback. Terrible. Awful. That's my bum of the week. Should really be throwing dimes out there. I don't have a bum of the week this week. I don't so. have a bum of the week either. All right. Well, we can end on that one because that is a real big bum. That's a wrap. It's been about an hour and a half. We've been keeping the show to about this time span anyway, but that was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. We thank the people who were here with us through much of the duration of the show as numbers stayed pretty much even throughout this whole thing. But for my co-host, for Ed Mayhall, the self-proclaimed best producer in the city, for Jeff Howell, you can catch him every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Except for last Sunday. 9.30. I don't know. I have an alarm set. Um, for <laughs> myself, uh, Aaron Smith, that was part of the punctuation. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Ba-dum-bam. See ya!